You're listening to Echo the Podcast. On this episode, we chatted with emerging rapper Dolo Tonight. Since 2019, the New Jersey native has been fusing lyrical wordplay with a blend of jazz, punk rock, and hip-hop to create thought-provoking songs. Following tracks like Graduation and Zoom, his latest single, Higher, tackles a struggle to find peace through the fluctuations of life. Dolo takes that idea to new heights in the accompanying music video, in which Dolo and his crew attempt to break the Guinness World Record for music video filmed at the highest altitude on land. We chatted with Dolo tonight about higher, breaking records, and what to expect from his upcoming project, Back to Earth, landing spring 2021. Take a listen. How's your day been? It's been good. I'm uh, soaking up the sun. I, uh, I bought an exercise bike, so nice. I've been using it. Um, yeah, I'm writing some songs. I got a house full of, uh, very talented musicians. So we just have sessions all day. And, uh, that's what I've been up to so far. I ate, uh, I ate some cereal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know what else I really did. <laughs> so being in a house full of musicians and artists must be so much fun. How are you all staying inspired? Um, I actually just moved here like three days ago. Wow. Um, we all moved in here. Um, but yeah, we're, we just inspire each other. Like everyone has their own studio in their own room. So kind of just walk back and forth. If you hear something through the wall, we got a system of knocks, three knocks means it's good stuff. Um, and then we kind of just like walk through the different rooms and see, you know, what's going on. We have, uh, you know, musicians come through guitarists, keyboardists, and just kind of try and get, uh, you know, sessions going all the time in like an overall music space in the house, the bop house we've, we've deemed it. I like it. I like it. And did you ever imagine yourself like being uh, a musician or artist as a career? Like if you could tell your younger self that you're living in the Bob house, like what would he think? Uh, he'd be like, what is the Bob house? And why is it like a stupid name? Um, no, but I think he'd be happy because I think for a while it was a lot of this type of stuff that I'm doing now is just unfeasible. And maybe it was because of, you know, the team I had or just, you know, the situations that I were in. But I think slowly and surely, I mean, I always knew that music had my back. I always knew that I would do something with it. But originally, I actually went to school for food science. Wow. I wanted, I wanted to be a flavorist and like make new, you know, tasty soft drinks and stuff like that. But then I was like, damn, I got to take all these physics classes. So I called my mom up and I was like, yo, like I got to do something else. And around that time, I had met uh, my engineer, Michael Ashby, and we'd started making some really good music and putting it out. So I just dropped out, went to school for music. Um, and after a little bit doing that, I, uh, I dropped out again because I, I had a little moment on Spotify and some stuff started happening. And my professor actually told me to drop out. So I was like, OK, <laughs> I guess I got to do that. Yeah. Um, and then music kind of just had my back ever since. And you actually put out a cookbook, right? Yes. Dolo's Tasty Tidbits. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome that you're able to like tie both of your passions <laughs> in. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely important. I think uh, music has so many different avenues that you can take it through. It, whatever you want to do, you can probably tie music into it because kind of everything needs music. Even like corporate boring PowerPoint meetings sometimes need music. So I think there's like, whatever you think is dope, music is definitely one of the answers to that problem. Well, not problem, but just an avenue to access. What first got you interested in music? <laughs> um, when I was young, 
I, uh, I was banging on pots and pans and my parents are like, yo, you need to stop. So, uh, they got me a drum set. Um, and that was kind of my first. And then I went to, uh, to school, like middle school, elementary school. I was in like jazz band, so on and so forth, chorus, choir. Um, I was in a little weird pop punk rock band for a while when I was younger. I thought I was dope. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of when the music I, I've been into music for a long time. I think like I've always enjoyed, I've always, I remember like when I was really, you know, this is crazy. I just got a flashback when I was like in the shower, when I was like mad young, I used to be like, yo, it'd be so cool to like be a rock star or just like, I used to like think stuff like that. And yeah, it's kind of full circle. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. And is there anything from those like being in the band or being in jazz band that kind of like still stick with you today, either like something you learned or like a funny anecdote? Yeah. Um, I know I still remember my jazz teacher. She was like Corella DeVille. And I've said this before to people, but yeah, she was like Corella DeVille, yo. She like drilled everything into my head. She's like, when you practice, you practice all the time and all like, she was crazy. Um, so I, I still remember all my drum fills and my rudiments and I still play like weekly, I'd say. Um, and I think that's something it's helped with a lot is just like the flows I use in my raps where like a lot of the times I'll just kind of think like I'm using a snare drum, like that, 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 or like, you know, however it goes. And I think that like plays an instrumental part in like when I'm like chopping up a flow or like when I'm picking a rhythm or just using transitions to switch things up. I think it's like a very big part of it is the fact that I play drums. Yeah. And you mentioned like punk rock, jazz, everything. Do you find that elements of all those genres kind of creep into your music? Yes, definitely. I think um, this EP, Back to Earth, I think not as much. There's definitely a lot of jazz going on. But I and, I and there's like some of that like teenage angst from the punk pop. But I think like more of the stuff that I'm working on more recently is like really tapping in with that where I'm just like getting into that punk pop rap, you know, anti pop, whatever they want to label it, <laughs> whatever they want to call it, <laughs> something like that. But yeah, definitely. Like people ask me sometimes like, are you a jazz drummer? And I'll be like, yeah, why? Like, how'd you know? That? I'll be like, yo, just you just kind of like operate like one. And I'm like, oh, word, that's sick. So yeah, I, it's definitely, uh, I see it creeping in uh, all over the place. How cool. That's awesome. And I know you've described yourself as Bill Nye meets Cartoon Network meets a rapper. <laughs> I love that description. And can you elaborate on that? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Um, I think I just kind of said that to someone and it stuck. <laughs> but what I meant was, like, I like science. I like explaining things. I like just like, Bill Nye is just like, yeah, Bill Nye. Like, I kind of feel his energy crazy. Like, I'm very much like doing stuff all the time. Um, cartoon Network is just kind of my personality. Like, I, I, I pretty much feel like I am a Cartoon Network show. <laughs> like, I could probably be a star in a Cartoon Network show if I tried. Um, maybe that will happen one day. Maybe. But yeah, like, I think, like, those two things to me are, like, just those speak to me so heavily like Nickelodeon I was actually on Nickelodeon when I was younger in between an episode of George Lopez on some show called bet the house where you would like sell pieces of your house 
to like do trivia questions. It was like a couple episodes, but I still got my mom sent me recently like this footage of it and I was dying. I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I hope no one finds this. So let's hope that nobody from your from this digs it up and finds it. I, I think probably there's going to be someone who's going to be like <laughs> Googling it. it right away. Yeah. So um, you have your brand new single out higher. What inspired that song? Oh, man. Um, I think just like going through it, like just going through it. Um, I was in college. I was dating a female who shall remain nameless for the sake of this conversation. Um, and, you know, things were just going not that well. She actually um, broke up with me. She said, you're, you're never going to make it. You're going to be poor musician for the rest of your life. Like it was this horrible thing. And I was just so depressed <laughs> and I made this song. And I think it was important to make because I make a lot of happy music and I'm just generally a happy person. But I think like fans can sometimes get it confused where it's like, yo, I'm not happy all the time, bro. Like I go through it too. So I kind of just made this and like described what happened in the best way I could um, to just let people know like, yo, you're not alone. Like I definitely, it happens to the best of us for sure. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's pretty much what it was about. Just like what went down. And what was the writing process like for that? Oh man, a lot of it was freestyling in the studio with, uh, with my engineer. I think uh, when I first got the beat from this kid, Aru, I was like, yo, this is a story. Um, and then I kind of just started thinking, actually, actually it's funny. I was in the, uh, in the booth in my closet with one of my friends and uh, I just like freestyled the hook. And then I walked out and I was like, oh no, was that good? And he was like, yo, that's a banger. And I was like, oh, for real? Like, I didn't think it was really much at all. Um, and then, like, as I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, this slaps. Um, so it kind of started like that with the hook. And then I, I went to L.A. and I was at my friend Dre's house. Um, and I was just singing it over and over again. And I was like, wait a sec, that's that song that I was singing. Um, and then I went to the studio with Ashby. And that's when I really, like, tapped in on the verse and just, like, put the energy out there and, and let it all kind of come together. I think like part of the writing took place like at night in my room, all upset. I think like the rest of it kind of was just freestyles in the studio. And then the hook was like something I just like spit on the spot in my closet. My friend was like, yo, that's a banger. (laughs) (laughs) And I, the music video is so funny because like the music video is so like much, I don't know how to describe it, like happier, like upbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Like why did you choose to juxtapose like the message in the song, a more serious message with that kind of visual? Yeah. I think it's just about highs and lows. And like, I, I just thought it looked cool as well. Like I don't really, I'm not too deep on like putting the message in like crazy on the videos. I really like like tapping in and telling a story but I think that it really just made sense for some reason. I think like the beat has high energy and um, I think the emotion is there of the sadness, but some people just can't really tell fully because like I'm like smiling and jumping around. But I think like some of the settings and the scenes and like the overall like depiction to me still feels like how I felt when I first heard it. But I hear you. Yeah, it's definitely a juxtaposition. I think it was just like a neat thing that we did and it kind of all just happened on the spot. So that's, it was just like a creation, I guess. Yeah. And so in the music video, you are trying to break a Guinness Book of World Records. Like, (laughs) tell me about like why you chose to go about that, how you came up with that concept. Yeah. So um, I had this song called Higher and I just I've always 
had Guinness. Like my my grandma used to buy it for me every year. Um, and I always wanted to be in the book. So I was just like on Guinness.com and I figured out that you could search record applications, just like type in a word. So I typed in higher. It was like highest handlebar backflip. There was like all these crazy things, highest on fire hula hooping. And then um, I just like, all of a sudden I found like highest altitude music video. And it was like, this record has not been set yet. And I was like, what? I was like, what? So um, I got in contact with them and submitted my application and they accepted me. And then they gave you like when they, when you initially submit, they'll give you like, they can't just like go like film it like right here and be like, this is now the highest video. They're like, they have, they kind of set the bar for you. So they set the bar at, I think it was 13,600 feet. So I started Googling. I was like, yo, where is like high mountains that exist? Um, and we found Pikes Peak in Colorado. Um, and then, yeah, I went up there. I had a Navy pilot certify my altitude. We had, to, it's like, it's like getting a rule book. When they send you the book, it's like, here's a hundred things you can do. And here's a hundred things you can't do. And they're like pretty much the same thing. It'll be like, you can't, you can't move forward, but you can walk. And you'll be like, oh, like, what is that? That's not a specific one, but it's stuff like that, where it's like the altitude must take place at, at least this, but it must be, it's like, it's like Chinese to me. So like, I couldn't really figure it out, but eventually um, we got all the rules figured out and kind of had like brainstorming, figured out how to get it done. And guy had to get in contact with like a ge uh, geologist to certify where I was and a Navy pilot to calibrate my altimeter. Al altimeter. Um, and yeah, there was like so many small pieces to it. So yeah, that was uh, definitely a lot of like more than I intended. I was like, oh, let's break a world record. And then <laughs> yeah. it was like, well, here's what you have to do for that. And it was a lot. So it was really cool. It was super dope. I think it was worth it. Oh yeah. It was really cool to watch. And now you're an expert on altitude and jumping oh, yeah. on planes. <laughs> yeah. And the plane thing is funny too, because after it, I was like, yo, it'd be funny if we just started doing more high stuff. Like that wasn't high enough. Like let's jump out of a plane. Like let's go hot air ballooning. So I really just wanted to push it and, uh, and see what would happen. And then, uh, yeah, I, I'm also afraid of heights. Like, I was just going to say that I heard that you were afraid of heights. I'm horribly afraid of heights, <laughs> but because it was about music, like there's kind of like nothing I won't do for my music career. So I'll, I just had to make it about music and then I would do it. But I was like, if it was just everyone like, Oh, you want to go like up on 14,000 feet, like on oxygen tanks. I'd be like, nah, that does not sound good. But I was like, oh, I got to do it. It's it's the music. So that's what really pushed me to do it was like, oh, I have to. It has to happen. Yeah, it was so worth it. It's such a fun video to watch. <laughs> and I was yeah. watching the behind the scenes and you mm -hmm. said, if I die, give all my Funko Pops to my friends. I'm curious, <laughs> what is your favorite Funko Pop that's in your collection? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I got so many. It's funny because one of my friends is like a super serious Funko Pop collector. And out, and I didn't even really know what they were, but out of nowhere, he just like gifted me a thousand of them. Wow. Yeah. Like a crate showed <laughs> up to my house and he was like, yo, give these to your fans. Like, I think they would really enjoy them. Cause I have like a lot of people who are interested in Funko Pops, I guess, and gamers and just that kind of, those types of people are my fans, either like angsty teenage girls who love me for my hair or like gamer dudes who are super tapped in with like Funko Pops. So I think I found this happy medium, <laughs> um, but yeah, I received this pack of Funko Pops and I just, I'm still going through them. Like I got them all over my house, like trying to figure out where to put them all. 
Um, I don't necessarily have a favorite. Uh, recently, uh, Groot from Avengers. I have that. I think that's super dope. I also have like some random, uh, like just like um, all the Rugrats. Those are some of my favorites. But yeah, I'm not like super into Fungo Files, but I thought it'd be funny as hell if I just like said that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, have you been to the uh, Funko Pop store on Hollywood Boulevard out in LA? No, I didn't even you know can, that exists. Yeah, you can build your own. So that might be your new favorite one if you can build oh, one of yourself. Wait. Oh, that's... I want to get a Dolo Chia pet because I have this hair. <gasps> oh, yeah. I think that he's, and then there's people <laughs> don't water and I'm like, yo, you weren't taking care of your Dolo pet. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think that'd be sick too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to check yeah. that out. Definitely check it out. And also, um, I love your song Zoom, um, which was mm-hmm. your previous single. Um, what was the inspiration for that track? Um, I, I messaged this kid and I was like, yo... Um, I need a beat that sounds like Super Mario. Um, and in like three hours, I was just driving in the car and he sent it to me and I just started playing it on repeat. And then I was like, yo, this makes me feel like when I was a kid in like a cardboard spaceship trying, cause I used to like get a cardboard. My parents would like buy something and I would just take the cardboard and like make forts out of it and stuff. Um, and I was like, yo, it'd be really cool to just put that feeling into a song and maybe into a music video. Um, and it's just kind of about that. Like sometimes like earth sucks. And, uh, Oh, I thought I had my shirt. I have a shirt on that says earth sucks, but I'm not wearing it. Um, but yeah, I, I was just like, earth kind of sucks sometimes. And uh, I think like during the pandemic, especially it was like really important to make a song about just like, what if you could just get in a cardboard spaceship and like escape that. And then that's how that used to be so real to me when I was little, like I really used to think I was out in space and and when I heard the song and when I started making the lyrics to it, it just like spoke that truth to me. So I was like, I'm gonna make this song. Yeah, it's great. It, as you were describing it too, it kind of reminds me of that SpongeBob episode. Yes, too, where imagination. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Speaking of that, if you could set your fans up in the perfect environment to listen to your music, what do you imagine it looking like? Whoa, that's dope. Um. Oh my God. What a good question. I feel like I have to think on this for a while. Um, what would I set my fans up? It'd probably just be something that's like either super turned up or super Zen, depending on who they were. I think like, I don't know. Like, do we have limits to this question? Like, can it be a spaceship? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like a zero G plane. That would be sick. Like uh, one of those zero gravity environments. That'd be wild. Like do a concert on zero gravity. (laughs) I think those are like $10,000 for a ticket though. So I wouldn't be able to do that, but that'd be a cool environment. I think like anywhere where you can really like vibe out and connect with your friends, maybe something that's more Zen, like some yoga type thing. I don't know. That's a good question though. I like both of those answers. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) And what can those fans expect next? Oh man, I got this project dropping back to earth. I'm continuing these documentaries. I got an animated series coming out. Um, That's cool. Kind of connects to the Cartoon Network thing that you mentioned at the beginning. I'm working for it. (laughs) me. (laughs) Give me the check, Cartoon Network. Um, Yeah, I got a lot of stuff coming out. I'm also working on another EP. Um, Yeah, I just like, I'm really excited. I got like a a memory sequence coming out for hire, which is kind of like just a, a sequence of shots that are based on like the inspiration for it. Um, 
I got a bunch of really cool stuff coming out. Uh, so they got to They got to stay in tune for it if they want to find out. But I can't leak all of it because it gets it gets announced on a schedule, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> yeah. They have, it sounds like they have a lot to look forward to. And it sounds exciting, too, which is yeah. cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Before I let you go, this is my last question. But what is one quote that you have heard or that you go by that you want to echo out to the world? Yeah. Um, I always, so when my friends ask me like, yo, like, what do I need to do? And my answer is just like, just do, I guess it's kind of like Nike, just do it. Um, I think like, even if you're trash at making music, if you just do it every day, something good will happen. Like, and that's with anything. If you like, can't ride a bike and you just get on a bike every day, you will eventually ride that bike. So I think like, and you'll find success. Like you might get a bike sponsorship or whatever happens with biking. Um, but yeah, I think like most importantly is like, if you just do it, I almost just curse, but if you just freaking <laughs> do it, um, just do it, man. Um, that's what does it. If that makes sense, just doing it is what does it. If that makes sense. Um, I think just like applying pressure and honing in and focusing and just, I mean, there's so many times where I've been defeated about things. And I just didn't stop. And I think like a lot of the times, especially in like the music industry, people will get defeated by like, oh, I really thought I was going to get this happening. Or I thought that this person was going to do this for me. It's like, that's not up to them. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's up to them. But like what you can do is just go and don't stop. And because I've been doing this for a minute every day as much as I can. I think that's what really sets some of like my efforts apart is just like continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my golden message. <laughs> that's good. No, I mean, if you think about it too, it kind of goes back to your music video. Like, if you let holding um, your fear of heights hold you back, you wouldn't have jumped out of the plane and got like those awesome <laughs> shots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just yeah, it's a little different with music because uh, then I'm like, I have to do. It. Well, yeah, no, you're right. It is music because I have to do it. So mm-hmm. that if it was involved in that capacity then there's nothing that can really stop it. So yeah, that's the advice is just do it. I'll probably get a better quote soon, but right now I'm stealing Nikes, I guess. You can stay connected with Dolo tonight on Spotify. His new singles, Higher and Simulation, are now streaming. You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.